There are very few things that we truly can't live without, but if we tried to, we'd be in trouble. We would never think twice about trying to live without air, water, or food. So why do we try to live spiritually without a daily intake of God's word and a daily life of prayer? Hey, I'm Nate Dancer, and this is Purity for Life. In this episode, we're going to talk about establishing and keeping a devotional life. Because, let's face it, we'll never be able to continue on the road to freedom unless we keep first things first. That's what's coming up on Purity for Life. Here we go. Okay, so for this episode, I've got Luke Imperato and Kyle Beachy with me in the studio. Luke is the director of our residential program. Kyle, you're a biblical counselor for our residential program. Thank you guys for coming in. Pleasure to be here, Nate. Yeah, it's a joy. Okay, so last year, we did a mini-series called Key Lessons on the Road to Freedom, Mm -hmm. and we did five episodes. Those first five episodes, we didn't record on video. So if people are watching via YouTube, then they can go back to late 2022 on our podcast, Purity for Life, and check out those episodes. Um, The goal of this series was basically to talk to people who have experienced genuine repentance Mm -hmm. from sexual sin and just that selfish lifestyle, right? So they've made a big turn in life, and now they are actually headed in the right direction. But repentance is just the beginning. It's like a gate. You go through the gate. That doesn't mean you're at the destination. It means you've started. And so there's going to be key lessons that they need to learn as they walk this road to Mm -hmm. freedom. And um, I kind of feel (laughs) like Peter, the Apostle Peter, said... um, I don't get tired of saying the same thing to you over and over again. Like if people have listened to the Purity for Life podcast, then they have heard us talk about our devotional lives over and over and over. But I just don't know how to get around it. If we're talking about key lessons, we have to talk about our devotional life. So I titled this show, Keep First Things First. That's the key lesson that people need to keep in mind. So when you think about why it's so important to have a devotional life mm-hmm. in the Christian journey. How do you express that to people? Like if you're sitting in the counseling office and you're trying to convince somebody, listen, this has got to be an absolute priority. What are the things that you say to them typically? The Christian life, I think in, in Scripture you could see this, is, the Christian life is referred to as a walk. You know, walk in the manner of life, or walk in love. Walk uh, in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, things like that. And it's all referring to your manner of life, the way you live, the path that you're walking on. So why is it so important to maintain a devotional life? And it's it's the verse you just quoted, Galatians 5.16, says to walk in the Spirit, and then you won't fulfill the lust and the desires of your flesh. So I... I think in in this fight, especially when we've been maybe fighting and battling for so many years, and it's like we finally found some freedom, and maybe we're two, three, four months into it, 
And it's like, man, I haven't given over to my sin in six months now. And it's just like, wow, I could take a break even mm. in a way. I've crossed this line. Mm. I'm so glad I got through that fight. And it is very important. I'm glad you did too. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but what you've signed up for, what you have made the decision to do is follow Jesus and to walk with Jesus. And so that now is a lifestyle change. And if you forsake that lifestyle, then you're going to fulfill the lust and the desires of your flesh. And so, I mean, it kind of sounds simple, but it's true. If we don't choose to maintain a devotional life or a walk that is following after the Lord, then it's only just going to be a matter of time before we're back into the same routine and, and the flesh that got us into the trouble you know, in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah. So to me, mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to maintain a devotional life because you are committing to a lifestyle of following yeah, Jesus. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you mentioning like the devotional life being key as far as what changed you kind of like mm -hmm. feeds right into what came to my mind thinking about this because what hit me was like what changed me? What was it that made that turn? What was it that appealed to me sure. to make that repentance? And it was looking at the Lord mm -hmm. and it was looking to Jesus. So why would I not continue doing that, right? Because that's what we're desiring exactly. to do in the mornings. And so uh, like even in Psalm 115, we see the counter of that, right, where the Lord says, you make idols, you who make idols will end up being just like them. They don't have mouths, they can't talk, they don't have ears, they don't have noses, like they can't do a thing because they're fake. And so if you're not looking to the Lord daily, you're looking to something because it's how we're built. And so if I'm not looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, who gave me that faith, will he not complete it? So now, all right, now there's that choice in the mornings even, like straight away, like I don't even want to play around, like... What am I going to look at? Am I going to look at me and garbage, or am I going to look at the Lord and life? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's just like that's a point that I desperately try and drive home because it's everything. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it's hard for us, and I think a person – this is what I think will happen as a person is establishing a devotional life. Like the Lord in his love and in his mercy – will help you see the connection between how you start your day and how your day goes. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, well, I don't think I really need to spend time with the Lord today. I'm doing pretty good. A lot of times, mm -hmm. I think what people find is like, yeah, it didn't go. So I'm not talking about like God's going to give you over to sin because <laughs> you didn't spend time with him. I just mean he's going to be showing you that mm -hmm. life is hard without him. Mm -hmm. You know, if we trust in our own strength and in our own resources, like he's going to be making things mm -hmm. a little difficult because he's trying to bring us back to him to show us how important it is mm -hmm. to be with him. Apart from him we could do nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we just don't believe that. I that really I think we just don't believe that. Even as even though like he's brought us into the kingdom and we've repented and we've heard that verse apart from me, you can do nothing, our flesh just says, no, I can do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So we're, we're talking about Bible study and prayer. Like, this has to be an absolute priority, a foundation for your life, but it's not enough to just check a box. Like, okay, if I do 30 minutes of prayer and 30 minutes of reading the Bible, like a ritual... 
then that's going to equal to freedom from sexual sin because God is not looking for just people who check a box. So what, like, what have you guys found that God's really after? When you're spending time with him in his word and in prayer, for you, what's God really after? So a uh, verse that's hung with me, you know, is John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, to know the one and true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so, like, that's always something that's before my eyes when I'm in my devotional time, is like when I'm in prayer, I'm actually talking to a person. Like the mm. personhood and that kind of relating is what is propelling me. Because it's like if I can know him, not this like simple intellectual, like I know Luke, I know Pastor Nate, like Luke, mm-hmm. you and your wife, like you guys know each other very mm-hmm. well. But it's more, it's that, but more. And so like that, and I'm not saying this is like every day the heavens are rent, but it's it's something that like rolls through my mind. Like I'm not just doing this mindless prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm not just doing this mindless Bible study to flood my head with knowledge, although sometimes it feels like that. Like that's not what's really happening. That's not the Lord's heart behind sure. it because he's always calling us into himself. It sounds like a, a relationship. I'm Absolutely, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, that that's what I'm hearing with that, and that's what's kind of what I thought when I heard that question. I was like, well, really, the, what is the goal of our devotional life is to build a relationship, but it's a loving relationship. It's mm, you know, yeah. like he, the Lord wants to, like you're saying, the Lord wants to give us things. He wants to help us. He wants to be there for us. He wants to heal and restore and mm-hmm. and walk with us. And you know, and and we are grateful for the freedom that he's given us and we're grateful for his forgiveness and his love and mercy. And so just it's this intimate relationship that you develop with the Lord as you're learning to walk with him. That's the goal of my quiet times. That's the goal of my devotional life is to Mm -hmm. keep that relationship going because if like, I mean, we keep reiterating it, I guess, but it's like if, if that connection isn't there, I'm not going to walk in the spirit again and then I'm just going to fall back. And like, think of a relationship that doesn't include communicating with the person. Like, you're not going to grow in the relationship with someone you don't talk to. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like so. That's that to me is the goal of of my devotional life is to build that relationship with the Lord. He begins to, you know, you begin to learn. You, you talk about a marriage, and you know, you begin to learn the mannerisms of other people, you know, <laughs> you start maybe copying things they say or, or something as you spend start a lot. Start to know how they're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the Lord is like imparting wisdom into yeah. our life the more we spend time with him. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's just a blessing. Yeah. I mean, you even hit on something, like we learn each other's mannerisms. If we're spending time with the Lord, like how much more will his character not be imparted to us? And all of a sudden, willfully or not, we're just acting like Jesus because mm. he's there, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about what it would have been like to walk with Jesus. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. He He's not just there to give me what I want whenever I want it, and he's not just there to help me with one thing. Like, okay, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. I, I need five minutes yeah. with you because I need help with making sure I don't give in to sexual sin next day. Okay, Jesus, I'm here for five minutes. I need to make sure I don't... Like, that's not a relationship, you know? If you're walking with Jesus, then there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. He wants to be involved in every area of your life, and Mm -hmm. he wants to love you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. 
He, yeah, it's it's way. I mean, man, what a miserable relationship it would be if it was just this. I do this ritual, and then like I'm with you, but I don't know you at all. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. just be really miserable to live mm-hmm. life like that. Um, I've heard this phrase, and I definitely think it applies. Nothing worth doing is easy, and obviously, we're not saying that having a devotional life is just going to be really hard constantly. But I do think that because it's really valuable, you're going to face some obstacles. Correct. What In your own life, when you were starting um, or when you were trying to keep first things first in the people's lives that you counsel, what are some of those obstacles to really just making this a priority? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so true. And we know this. It's not like, I mean, that we know this to be true. As soon as we decide to follow Jesus, it's like the battle begins. There are many obstacles that come against us when we decide to deny ourselves, go against our flesh, go against the way of the world. Uh, it seems like it's true that almost every time that I that the Lord is doing something in my life or trying to lead me in a way, that the enemy is always there trying to resist it and slow it down. So yeah, that's that's to be expected, and we know that because we we fought out of a lifestyle of sin, and it wasn't easy. We met a lot of resistance, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so now I'm going to continue in this way. Well, yeah, it's not going to be... Maybe it won't be as hard as when you first started, sure, because you had so much sin in the mix, and now you're walking this out, but you are going to meet some resistance, and that's just normal. Christian life is a battle. There's yeah. just no way around yeah. it. The Christian life is a battle. And the enemy knows, really, if he can get us distracted or get us off track, then our default is going to choose the easy path. Our default is going to choose our flesh. It's just our natural, carnal yeah. nature. Like, so we have to stay vigilant on this. And it's just a difficult question because I think it really gets practical and starts to really cut into our life. Okay. Um, because if you're not going to establish and prioritize a devotional life, then you cannot maintain a walk with the Lord. So it has to be a number one priority for you. And so, I mean, things that are legitimately going to come in the way is like just just the time. Like, when do you do this? I mean, I grew up Long Island, New York. I know what it's like to have to leave at 4.30 to commute, several hours of commuting. You know, you have to work 60 hours a week just to, you know, get by because it's so expensive and just the busyness of life. Mm. And then so, but if you're going to, establish a life in God in all of that, you have to schedule in a quiet time. And if you can't schedule in a quiet time in your life, something has to change then. Mm-hmm. It's just no way. This is where it starts to get, well, now you're getting legalistic or now you're getting... Look, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. no way around it. If you do not walk with the Spirit in your daily life, if you don't establish this, you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to go back into your flesh, and there's just no way around it. And I'd say that's probably one of the biggest struggles that graduates have from a residential program. Mm. They do well here because they're maintaining a a life in God, spending multiple hours a day seeking Him, and then they get back home into the routine of things, and that fire that they had, or maybe even the desire or the time, diminishes and gets smaller and sometimes fades out to nothing. And then what what happens? you're going to go back into your sin. Like, that's what's going to happen. And almost every single time, if we get a call a year or two later, 
you know, how you doing? Oh, I've been really struggling. I'm in and out of porn again. Well, how, how, how'd your devotional life go? Well, you know, I got busy with work and the kids and, the, the, you know. So you just have to, you have to yeah. make that decision yeah. in your life. Like, this is not going to change. And if that means I need to change jobs, I need to change where I live, my lifestyle has to conform around my life in God. There's just no way around it. Right. Yeah, like Jesus said, man will not live by bread alone, but by yeah. every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Like, it's not, Jesus isn't being vindictive or stingy by like, oh yeah, I'm not going to let you live. It's just, you can't live. Yeah. And so if you yeah. say, well, I think I can, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> You'll, you're going to find out, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I really can't live without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like a lot, and especially with the at-home guys I counsel, the consistent pushback I will get when I start talking about a devotional time or quiet time in the morning is like just that very thing. I already have to get up so early, right? Like I already have to do this thing, and you know, can I do it in the evenings? And I'm like, I mean, you can, not going to go as well. And like let's take a look at, Psalm 63.1, where like in the New King James, it talks about in the morning or early, I seek you, it says. But then you, you know, different translations or whatever, they're like, oh, earnestly. I'm like, when are you most earnest? When are you most Mm. desperate? When do you need them the most? Well, when I'm struggling. Okay, but could you have got ahead of that? Mm -hmm. Well, probably, yeah. Okay, when can you get ahead of that? Well, I guess when I wake up, like, all right, so now we're on the same page. (laughs) Why won't you do it? (laughs) But, you know. Right. Yeah, and I... And I think what really has to happen too is it, there just has to be a level of honesty. Mm-hmm. Is this, I can't do this, or it's just not important enough to me? Mm-hmm. And what God's asking, I think, is like, are you devoted? Mm-hmm. Do you really want me? And then we got to go, okay, what's going on with my priorities? What's going on with my my love, my affections? Yeah. yeah. And, and keeping it all in mind, like this is one of the key aspects to living in victory from sexual sin. And so we're, we're <laughs> just saying like, okay, you have to have a quiet time. <laughs> so that's foundational. I love what, the way Kyle, like you said it, establish your quiet time first and then build your life around it, mm-hmm. you know, and... That's how you have. That's how you maintain victory, right? And it, it's very biblical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's helpful just to have somebody point out some of these things, like from an objective perspective, because we tend we can, yeah, just be in our own head. We, we can't really see. Mm-hmm. And somebody is like, "Okay, hold on a second. The life that you had before was a mess. Yeah. And so now we're just." helping you to understand what it looks like to live a new life. Yeah. And if if you say, well, I want a new life, but I don't want to live a new life, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's I don't a, think... What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could go back to my same schedule. If I just, you know, take the sin out of it, but just copy and paste my same work schedule that I was living before I came here, 60, yeah. 70 hours a week, getting up at 4.30. I, I couldn't sustain that. Yeah. There's just no... 
yeah, there really actually wasn't any time. <laughs> sure. Like, because I filled it all okay. <laughs> with yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, so like, but again, that's a priority thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So when you were starting to develop a devotional life, like you had set the time, like this is my time mm -hmm. and I'm here every morning and I'm making this a priority. What other things were hard for you guys in terms of just developing it? Mm. Keeping it alive sometimes <laughs> could be a struggle at times. There are definitely periods of time that... I do my quiet time out of obedience. <laughs> I get up, I have my prayer time, I read my Bible because I need to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like sometimes you you leave that and you're like, was that profitable in any way? You know, I just <laughs> I believe the word of God mm -hmm. said so, and I and I know I can't abandon it, so I just have to. There are times where it's just simply obedience, yeah. and you have to plow through those times. But don't give up and mix it. Try mixing it up. If things get dry or stale like that. Uh, those mm -hmm. kind of like mental, if you don't go on a prayer walk, try going on a prayer walk. If you go on a prayer walk, sit down and pray. If you don't, go spend an hour just listening to your favorite worship album. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Try a sermon. Try a sermon series that, you know, it goes for four. Like, mix it up. Spend, then that's fine. Uh, but don't give up. That's the thing. It's like you just mm -hmm. have to plow through and keep going through and keep going through. And every single time, maybe if it lasts days or weeks, every single time at the end of it, the Lord shows up. And, and usually there's a lesson that, <laughs> that he walked me through. Or maybe he led me. I mean, how many times has that happened where like I was trying to, I just was dead. So I just tried something new. And so I went to the sermon series and it was like, Oh wow, this is really awesome! I found something new. I found a book that went with it, and like, and then it tied into like the whole bigger picture of like that month. And I was like, wow, I, you know, the Lord's mm -hmm. like, I got this, yeah, right? <laughs> you know? So, just don't give up. Just keep keep trying, keep working at it. Okay, so just consistency is a yeah. is a struggle at mm. the very beginning. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I can struggle with being way too heady and thinking too much. And so prayer is probably the biggest consistent struggle of my life because it's like, all right, what do I pray for? Mm -hmm. And so something super simple is just lay out a prayer list. Yeah. Sunday to Saturday, these are the points I hit. Mm -hmm. I'm not neglecting other things that come up. Like if on Tuesdays I'm praying for ministry outreach staff and students that work at a particular job site. It's not like I'm neglecting the fact that like, oh, my roommate mentioned he was really struggling or he's got this trip sure. coming up. So it's like, no, forget that. I'm not praying for him. I'm praying mm. for these things. <laughs> right. Like, no, that's not yeah. a relationship either. Right. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Like, but you got a baseline thing. to go from. Exactly. Like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm going to hit these yeah. points. I'm going to hit these points. And then Luke, you nailed it, man. Like, I, I think I go three to six months, prayer walks, no prayer walks, prayer walks, no prayer. Because I'm just like, something, something's got to change because I feel myself spinning out in my head in prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, all right. I got to change the scenery. <laughs> okay. Like, mm -hmm. it's not my propensity. Not overly fond of, like, getting dressed right away in the morning. I kind of like to take my time getting ready to go. But, all right, I'm going to cut against my flesh. You're a jammies kind of guy. Put on a yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you see me dressed, I'm ready to go for the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you reminded me of that, though. The, the prayer list, I did start that mm. for maybe a, a couple years. I had a, uh, a Sunday through Saturday prayer list. And I almost used it as like my backup if I were in like a dry time or a dead time. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, at least I know I have enough content here to pray for an hour. <laughs> you know, and some of that actually has developed habits to this day. Where on Mondays I know I pray for a certain family member because I'm like, oh yeah, that was from like six years ago when I started that or seven. Hmm. You know, and it's just yeah, it just has maintained it into a lifestyle. Even though I don't have that layout particularly currently, but yeah, that that's very helpful to do that initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think some people, I'm very similar to Kyle, just heady, real mental. And I remember in the early days of starting a devotional life, that was probably the hardest thing, was just fighting through the thoughts, you know, because my mind was very undisciplined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so having to rein it in for an hour was very hard. I was just very easily distracted. I'd be trying to to read the word or study the word, and it's just like your mind is just going on. Yeah. <laughs> all in, in every direction. And I think, like what you guys are saying, the it was just that consistency of this is what I am doing, and it's hard, yes, and probably in my flesh I would prefer to just do something else but it's like, this is what I'm doing, so I need to grow mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. you know? I, and man, my mind now, 15 years later, is so different than it was. Mm. You know, I was so prone to um, more, just morbid introspection. I was constantly looking at myself, prone to discour- so much discouragement, just mm-hmm. it's so much different and i i attribute a huge part of the the order in my mind to just being in the bible mm-hmm. like it works on a level that is very deep you know god's mm-hmm. word works on a level that's very deep and yeah. we might not be able to see it working feel it working but you look back and go wow yeah. look at what he did yeah Mm-hmm. It, that really ties into, I, I wanted to share this verse at some point here, Psalm 73, 16 through 17. When I thought how to understand this, it's that battle that, mm-hmm. you know, in that Psalms where he's like, I saw all the pride of man and I'm denying myself and they're living happy lives and I'm living miserably. I don't understand all this. Like, why? what's the point of the whole thing? And he's like, man, I really shouldn't be thinking this way. <laughs> this is like blasphemy, you know, and so he comes to the conclusion here in verses 16 and 17, but when I thought how to understand all this, it seemed to me a wearisome task, <laughs> it was, until I went into the sanctuary of God, and then I discerned their mm. end. And mm. like what you're describing is things get so, I don't understand, it doesn't make any sense, it's, it's all heady, or maybe it's even a real battle that I'm going through. And it's like, man, I need to get into the sanctuary of the Lord. I need mm. to get mm. before the Lord because I know that He will. He'll explain this yeah. to me. <laughs> like yes. He'll help me through it. If I have a like a breakthrough moment with the Lord in my quiet times, He's gonna fix this, <laughs> and I'm gonna come out of him being like, wow, why was I, why was I thinking that way? Like that didn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm so glad that the Lord met me, and He just fixes things. I don't know how He does. Like it's just the way it is. But that's spending time with him. Mm. Go into the sanctuary of God, and he'll explain things to you. Mm. <laughs> he'll set things straight. Yeah. You know. Um, I think I want to talk about some of the 
some of the rewarding moments that we've had with the mm-hmm. Lord, some of the very rich times, just because we've talked about some of the obstacles, some of the difficulties, and that's real, but there's also been precious times with the mm-hmm. Lord that I had never had before I started spending time with Him every morning. And I think maybe it would just be good to share some of those um, encourage people like that it's worth pressing through yeah the the forgiveness of the lord the love of the lord has been probably the most real to me mm. at times when i'm seeking him in the mornings where at times i'm just really bearing my soul <laughs> like yeah. this is what i'm really struggling with lord help me through it his mercy and his love mm. his forgiveness like I get to see a side of the Lord that's so refreshing, and it drives me on to like, okay, like His kindness that leads us to repentance. Like, wow, God, you are so good. You really do help me out of the messes that I've gotten myself into. Yeah. And those times, most of those times have been as I was seeking Him in the morning, you know, mm. or it's something that maybe He started that morning and then just, you know, like unfolded it throughout the day. And so, yeah, there there are so many blessings and mm. encounters with the Lord that have helped me. And even the rebukes. I mean, he chastens and disciplines those he loves, right? Mm. So even sometimes the rebukes and the corrections have been just a blessing because it's like gets things in the right place. You have a dislocated yeah. shoulder. It hurts until it's popped back in. And she's like, oh, okay. Thank you. I needed that, you know, like yeah. a pound to get that shoulder in or whatever. And it's like, wow, even that's a blessing. So those are all, I mean, yeah, there's so many mm-hmm. personal testimonies of that in my own life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I remember one time, I just knew that something in me was wrong, like in mm-hmm. the way I relate to the Lord. I, I knew that I was way more rules focused and sort of like a law keeper Mm -hmm. relating to him more like an Old Testament Christian than a New Testament, New Covenant kind of believer, where it's more about, I got to keep the rules so that I I get on the right side of God rather than the Spirit just breathes into me and writes his laws on my heart so that I become a different person. And so I just knew something's wrong, but I just had no idea what to do or how to change it. And so I just, I studied the Holy Spirit for months, just all the passages that I could think of and praying over it and asking God for the Holy Spirit, you know? And it's just like, he just starts teaching you. I I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember one specific time I was just like at my wits end, just at the end of my rope, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. we get there. It was like, God, I know that I'm not like you and I know that I need to change, but the truth is I don't need more information. Like I need transformation. Mm -hmm. And it's like in that moment, he just spoke spoke to me in a way that was so precious and was like, Nate, I can teach you by coming into you. Not just giving you more information that you have to apply to your life, but I can come into you and teach you a new way of life from the inside. And it was just so incredibly freeing. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, 
because I get so heady, I can get really mental, you know, and I don't know how to fit all this into my life and I'm reading all this stuff and how do I live that out and live that out? And oh my gosh, you know, I'm just like, I'm going to go crazy. You know, and for him to just say, Nate, I can come into you. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it's really about. It's just... I don't know how to express it to people, mm. but if, they, if they've experienced this, they know what I'm talking about. It's just like you've got this issue that you are pressing and pressing and pressing like, Jesus, I need you. I cannot mm. live without you. I can't solve this. And when he comes in and solves it or sheds light on it, it's like it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I've found that... It's like all of this work and this effort and this energy that was put into the studying and all the times and all that. And I think probably that the Lord uses that because yep. it's all part of it. But the answer is like just a quick, and he's like, well, this is how it is. And you're just like, Pfft. yeah. why didn't you just tell me that a week ago? You know, <laughs> like, it was like, no, I, I wanted you, to, you wanted you to study. I wanted mm. you to go through that. I wanted yeah. to see what was really in your heart. Are you going to pursue me through this trying time? Mm. You know, are you going to really study? I'm gonna. I could fix this. I could help you. It's not. It's not. We're not too difficult. We are not too difficult yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it sounds too like what you were saying, and maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but it's like the more time you spent with the Lord, the better understanding you had of like the reality of who He is. Yeah. Like His character became yep. more real to you, in truth, the more you spent time with Him. Yeah. He just he just fixed your understanding of him. That's what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think what I was seeing mm. in my mind about God is that he's mainly like yeah. a lawgiver. He's yeah. mainly like a judge. He hands out the laws and then you either keep them or don't keep them and you get punishments or rewards based on how you do. And I think as I really studied this, I was like, no, wait a second. No, this is not what he's yeah. like. He's a father. Yeah. Like, wow, this is the whole reason Jesus came was to, <laughs> to take yeah. our sins, to become like us, to go to the right hand of the heavenly father and for God to give Jesus the Holy Spirit to pour him out so that we can be like him. I was yeah. like, oh man, I, I, like, yeah. I'm totally wrong. <laughs> you know, I, the way I've been seeing God, it, that's what I mean is like, yeah. but you don't, I don't want to say you can't get that without all this struggle. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that it's worth it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Man, what God, God's trying to give us a treasure, and the treasure doesn't come because we just like chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. we like read the devotional for five minutes and then like, yeah, that was like a pretty nice uplift. Man, there's like treasure with him yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we can have. So I'm not trying to lay a burden on anybody, but I do hope like we can inspire people to really yeah. want him more than what the world is offering, just the the fluff and the temporal mm-hmm. that the world's offering. Yeah. And you could and when you study like the way you did, you had a personal revelation from the Lord. So like that means something more to you or it would or it would mean something more to me like in my life when I've seen that 
yeah. when it came from the Lord to my heart after I was doing the study and the work for myself, wow, the Lord showed me this. I didn't learn this from mm-hmm. a book or yeah, yeah. a sermon or, or a podcast, although keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't hit pause. <laughs> yeah, but like, the Lord showed me this through, yep. well, yeah, through your time with Him. If you yeah. didn't spend mm-hmm. time with Him, you wouldn't have had that. There's just no yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are the most the most precious things is just like you're saying, Luke, when he shows you. And because it's like in the times where that's happened with me, just thinking about a couple, it's like he's revealing himself to me. Like the relate, it's almost, I don't know if this is right or not, but it's almost like the relationship is completed in that moment. Like that aspect of it. Like I've been working with you. I've been trying to mm-hmm. get you here. I've been leading you. I've been faithful. Mm. You've been listening. You're like, okay, like you're there's a level of an obedient sheep at work here. This is good. This is good. Come here. There it is. And there's the tuft of grass I've been leading you to. Yeah. Enjoy, my son. Please mm. devour that. Yeah. And then, you know, not that he hates us because he doesn't. Sometimes he's like, all right, now we got to go into the next one because that one's gone. And you're just like, but it's dry again. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. terrible sure, again. Sure. It's just like, but it's just, he's like, he's he leading was, us. Right. Like, if he, yes, exactly. He's leading us. And, if he's not leading us to another tuft of grass, then the word of God is a lie because Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it in your life once, he'll do it again, mm. right? And yeah. so for like the listeners that are despairing, like we have three witnesses here that this is something that Jesus has done. And so we're encouraging you under Hebrews 12, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Like this yeah, is his heart and his passion yeah. is to bring us to something, himself ultimately, but something particular he's always trying to lead us to yeah. of himself. Yeah, because we're, we as humans are led by our hungers mm. and, and we establish habits because we do things that bring pleasure. You know what I mean? Like I pursue things that are attractive to me. And I think mm-hmm. what we're saying in establishing a quiet time is that Jesus wants to make himself attractive to you. That's what yes. makes you pursue him. Like we pursued pornography because we liked it. It was mm-hmm. visually appealing to us. It was pleasurable to us. And now Jesus is saying, I want to reveal myself. I want to become attractive, beautiful, mm. compelling, desirable to you. But he's not, he's not like... Uh, it's not a worldly lust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's taking you outside of this earth that's fading away anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, this it's all going to be gone yeah. and bring you into a, the kingdom of God. Yeah. So everything has to change. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so good. Like, he's worth it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's really worth it. Um, so, okay, we've talked tons about (laughs) maintaining a vibrant, meaningful time every day with Jesus. I think there's some other first things, if I could say it that way, things that have been of utmost importance to you guys, and we can just talk about a couple of them for you, and who knows, maybe I'll spawn other shows. Hmm. Um, mercy and keeping my eyes on the Lord, because very similar to you, Nate, I'll go inward as fast as light travels. Like mm. the moment I think something's off, what's going on? How can I fix it? What's, it's just, 
it's such a nasty magnet. And so in those moments, I just have to like go hard against myself because like, all right, my propensity, fix it, deal with myself, work on it, get out of my life. Pardon me, Luke, for a minute. I know you're my boss, but I got to do this thing and get myself squared away. And then I'll talk to my guys like that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how life works at all. And so I just cut against myself and it's like, all right, what do you need, Luke? What do you need, Nate? What do you, you know, the guys I've been entrusted with need? Like, what do my roommates need? Like, how can I get into the needs of others? How can I just push myself away from myself? And like, I have to really trust the Lord. Like, you'll deal with this, right? Because right. as I'm getting into somebody else's needs, it'll come around and it'll cut against it. And the next thing I know, just like you mentioned, Nate, all of a sudden I'll look down and it's like, oh, that's not there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And then mm. you just carry on. Right. Like getting into the needs of others has been so desperately important because I'll just like isolate, introspect, implode and die. And the Lord's just like, I want you to have life. Like, mm-hmm. so get outside of yourself. Okay. Right. Yeah. So your tendency is to spend tons of energy trying to fix yourself. And you're just saying, don't do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord yeah. Bad is faithful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sums up the law and the prophets, right? Exactly, yes. Love your yeah. neighbor. <laughs> Just do that. Uh-huh. It'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, certainly, I would second that when I'm when I'm struggling with lust, or especially when I was, you know, just getting out of the uh, the bondage to it all, focusing on the needs of others, even if it were like find something, walk around the house, find a need. If there's a dish, clean it. Like, just go somewhere and get into someone else's needs. You have to reverse this flow of selfishness. Mm. Mm. Start doing mercy. But also, another thing for me was I made a commitment early on in my program to always live in the light, regardless of the consequences. Like, I was done living a double life anymore. And so that, I've maintained that, you know, ever since coming to the program here. Yeah. And that is key. You mm-hmm. have to live in the light. Even if you have a stumble, even if you have a fall, you have to live in the light. I think primarily I would report to Pastor Ed, and he was he had like a six to eight hour window <laughs> that he gave me. He was like, look, if you've done something you need to bring to light, I need to know within like eight hours. Sure. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> that's just vital. That's vital. If you're going to walk mm-hmm. this out, you have to be living in the light. Yeah. And the longer that you delay confession, the harder it gets. So don't believe the lie that, well, I'll wait till tomorrow or next week. or Every minute to hour that you wait, it just gets more and more difficult. Mm. So the easiest time to confess is right after you have given over to whatever sin you've given over to, whatever stumble you've had, just humble yourself and, and bring it into the light. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. vital. Yeah. Yeah, and like another thing, if I can just slide in real quick for the end, something that's been really precious to me and that I always keep coming back to. And it's actually interesting. My counselor in the residential program worded it this way, do the next right thing, do the next mm-hmm. right thing. And I came across that for myself in the word with Matthew six thirty three and 34, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Let the morrow worry for the morrow for today has enough evil therein. And that's King James, and I love that because it says evil, not trouble. Today has plenty of evil. So like at that starting gate, you just, who cares about a year, 10 years from now? What's today? Yeah. Today with the Lord. Yeah. All right, cool. I woke up. Today with the Lord. Go to yeah. bed. You know, just, you just got to simplify that. Otherwise, especially if they're heady like us, mm-hmm. they'll just, yeah, yeah, lose it. Yeah, that's, that's so good. Um, thank you guys for coming in. Um, yeah. And just 
yeah, like piggybacking off Kyle, all three of us were at the starting gate at one point. You know, we were, we there were key lessons on the road to freedom that all of us had to learn. And all we're saying today is that one of those lessons that has been an absolute life changer was I've got to keep first things first. Mm-hmm. Keep that time with Jesus. Yeah. So hopefully that's a blessing. Thank you guys for coming in. Yeah. Hey, before we go, I just wanted to let you know about something really exciting that's coming up. For the first time ever, we are hosting a live stream sexual sin Q&A for men on our YouTube channel. That event will be held on Saturday, November 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, we'll be hosting a live stream sexual sin Q&A for men on Saturday, November 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel. So if you or someone you love would benefit from having solid biblical answers to really common questions about this topic, please make sure to save the date. Also, if you'd like to submit a question for us to answer, you can do that by sending an email to inform at purelifeministries.org. We are praying for this event, and we hope to see you there. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.